0: Hi there, I'm Ben Pearson. and welcome to the Tech World Human Skills Podcast. Every episode we talk through how to thrive in the tech world, not just survive. And if the podcast isn't enough for you and you want weekly tips delivered straight to your inbox, sign up for the Elevated You newsletter. Head over to live/twhs to sign up. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Tech World Human Skills Podcast. Now, today, we're talking about stories and story arcs. We're talking about how to really engage people. And our guest today is a giant in the pre-sales world. He's one of the hosts of the two pre-sales in a pod podcast. Uh, He emcees at the DemoFest events and even fits in his day job as Director of Pre-Sales and Buyer Enablement at Consensus. So, please, could you welcome to the show, Mark Green. I can almost
1: hear them clapping. There's like
0: three of them. <laughs> so,
1: welcome, everybody. It's so nice to be here. Thank you so much, Ben. It's an absolute honour. I'm loving being on, the, on a podcast and uh, feel very honoured to be able to talk about a passion of mine which is storytelling and a few other things along the way.
0: Yeah well thank you so much for joining us. I'm really looking forward to our chat today. Yeah. And I wonder uh for for those folks that maybe either haven't listened to your podcast already there are some I believe uh, or weren't at Demo Fest or those kind of stuff could you introduce yourself to our listeners.
1: So as an introduction um yes my name's Mark Green. I've got a podcast and a podcast or two and um the my my day job is is wonderful i'm absolutely passionate about helping people and i've and i get to do it for all sorts of different customers across the world in my role as uh, pre director at consensus um, but yes but out on the airwaves as well um and and uh so we found this uh this topic to cover um uh, looking through the the previous episodes that you've done there's there's all sorts of different people they're absolutely fascinating so Whilst I'm happy to introduce myself, I would also like to call out um, the other episodes because I think think there's some fantastic uh, snippets of information and amazing learning in those as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Thanks, Mark. Um, now, now, your, your, your background, you, you come from a tech world, don't you? So, mm. I think that's just interesting to set the context because you're now in this sort of, I guess, a more customer-facing, buyer enablement type, type world. But your, your background, you, you started off very much on the tech side of things.
1: Yes. Yes. So uh, technology was always my, my first love. Um, my father was, he, he worked for IBM from his first job. All the way through his career to his last job, he then retired out of IBM. So I've wow. always been around technology. It's kind of the thing that I can do. You know how some people can do maths? That's not me, by the way. I can't do maths, but I can do, <laughs> I can do computers. And so I did that. And for years and years, that was the way that I made my living. Um, and eventually, uh, two things happened. One is technology, of course, continued to grow and, uh, evolve and uh, and new people came into the market that were just going to be better than me at a lot of things like the depth to which integrations and the speed there are some amazing people out there so I knew at some point I wanted to shift slightly from my knowledge of technology being the thing that I could help the world with but the second thing that happened is you know what I can do the technology, but it's not why I do what I do. The reason I do any of this is the interaction between people. I love people, right? And the psychology of of why people do things and say things and listen to things and make the decisions that they do meant that I moved from IT from tech um, into pre sales and technology pre sales, so that com- still still a communicator, uh, but moved from explaining things to uh, from in- internal users to external customers. And, uh, yeah, that technology communicator badge I've worn with such pride for years and years and years. And um, now we get to help people create and craft amazing stories, but then share them with the world in a more digital means. And so that demo automation space is is thriving right now and uh, I'm absolutely loving it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's interesting because both of us come from quite a tech background. We do. Um, we do. But both of us have probably been successful through actually our ability to understand the tech and the power and the impact that it can have, but also to be able to influence people, to get people to come with us, to get people to want to change, to get people to... uh, to, to, And and I think probably both of us sort of think, you know, this ability to communicate effectively, because sometimes storytelling is a bit of a buzzword, you know, it's a bit of a jargon, you know, it's a bit of a... So this idea that that we're going to try and really communicate effectively and engage people Mm. is something that we're probably both advocating and find really important and valuable.
1: Mm. Well, it is, and so let's have a, a. I'd love to have a quick think about what a story actually is. Okay. No one really rocks up to a work meeting and starts saying, "One day there was a princess, <laughs> and she went on a on a on a quest to save." Um, a prince that was rotting away in a castle. Uh, We don't talk about stories like that as much as fun as I'm sure they would be. uh, But what we do is communicate in a way that is engaging to people. And stories for millennia have been the way to do that. Take people on a little journey rather than just provide a stream of information. So I think that's...
0: So if you were going to have a go at defining then a story... Mm. Like in the context of the tech world we're in, you know, the talking to customers, the talking to stakeholders. Yes. How would you define a story? What is it? Well, a story
1: is um, a way of describing moving from one state to another state. So one situation to another situation. Um, And, of course, whilst that can be often in um, movies and books and fairy tales uh people moving through different circumstances to get to a happy happily ever after situation it's incredibly similar to what people want to do in business which is they see that there are changes that need to happen and they they know that their current status quo is not necessarily what they want so they have to find a way to get to where they need to go and understanding those steps and the journey that they've got to take and what that ultimate end will look like um is exactly the same, and you can and you, and you can apply the same methods, and it makes their ability to understand that journey much much better.
0: So it's this idea of sort of going on a bit of a journey, Going from, so there's a, a beginning and an end, I guess, and there's sort of a, a destination and a sort of a journey, journey through it. The other mm. thing I was thinking as I was reflecting on this is there needs to be some kind of emotional response. So, for example, probably a sat-nav talk track would go through, would, would hit you, you know, there's a beginning, there's an end, there's a turn left, a turn right, a straight on, go over this roundabout. And, mm. and I think the thing that, that you add to that is maybe this idea that there's an emotional response. There's, there's some way that you kind of engage and that might be that there's some surprise or some intrigue or some relatability to part of the story or some conflict or something like that. But there's some, something emotionally engaging in it as well. Very much so. Um,
1: if you, There's a very good book called uh, Talk Like Ted. By Carmine Gallo. And what he does is he he looks through a different, uh, a a series of different TED Talks. Um, And if you've not met TED Talks before, oh, wonderful audience. Firstly, where have you been? Like, they're they're a thing. <laughs> they have been for a long time. But just, just in case, for clarity's sake, it's a way to uh, share ideas worth spreading. And so someone will stand on stage and they will talk to an audience. But it's very short, 17 minutes long, pretty much. Uh, that's the, uh, the ideal length. And the book goes through different ways to engage your audience. And when they looked at the most successful ted talks they found that it followed a very strict sort of set guidelines of what to include in that story in terms of creating an influential message now this was not invented by ted talks it was invented some say by aristotle but he said 10 percent ethos some credibility so your story has to say why are you listening to me why am i on stage why why should you listen to anything um That's the reason why in business we tend to, at the start of a presentation, say, hello, we are such and such. We're here to do X. We've done it before. This is who we are trying to, trying to create a bit of a a stable foundation. We only need about 10% of that. Yeah. 25% logic, data, reasoning, you know, some facts, some irrefutable evidence to hang any um, emotional decisions on. Uh, let's have a look at some actual data. So that's 25%. And the other 65% is pathos. So it's the uh, appealing to emotion. So if you just okay. put a bit of credibility, some data, that whole emotion part is is it's 65% of any massively effective uh, presentation. And so if you don't... Think about how you're communicating and what emotions you're building in the other people. you've only got thirty five percent of your presentation done, so don't present yeah. it yet, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and do you know what i was I was sort of researching a little bit about this idea of when there is emotion and logic together. Um, mm. what happens to your brain you know and but because it's more memorable right when when you get um, logic mixed with, with with pathos it's more memorable and so there's a study done where they stuck somebody's brain in an mri you know while they're showing them certain mm-hmm. images you know and and you know doing certain things and and basically what happens it seems is the amygdala part of the brain And I think it was, oh, I've forgotten the part of the brain. I've got the hippocampus, sorry, the anterior hippocampus. They fire at the same time. Mm. So basically your brain lights up in a different way when there's this, which means it's more memorable, which means it stays in your your brain for longer. And apparently for 30 minutes afterwards, your brain is more susceptible to remembering the things that are coming next. Mm. So I thought really fascinating at a neuroscience level, you know, people talk about how stories, you know, they're there of myths. It's how people people have passed things down over generations when you look at the brain actually there's an actually a you know, different bits lighting up which is saying you know this guy was right back years ago very <laughs> he much he so. knew what he was talking very, about very very
1: much so. and you know there's a practical application of that there's a there's a way in which we can all practice this now dear listeners um with right. with everybody listening now and basically so um you and I actually just before we hit hit record uh, my internet went went down uh, ben, you've got work going on outside your your house, laying fibre, fibre broadband. So that's <laughs> very, that's very <laughs> exciting in the technologist in me. I used to have one gig internet back at uh, back in London, so that was lovely. So you can look forward to that. But yeah. I was in uh, that's coming. That's coming. I was in uh, Austin uh, a while back with where my brother lives with his wife, and we were on on uh, FaceTime to my grandma, and uh, we were out sort of after after work drinks um and she was on her ipad but the signal was pretty bad and um she didn't know that the uh she didn't really really know why but she apologized because she says oh well i've been playing puzzle bubble on my ipad quite a lot so it's got quite a low battery and she had connected the low battery with possibly being the cause of the low bandwidth. Now, we know that that's not actually true, but hey, we'll let her off. She's now 96, so <laughs> we'll probably let her off anything. Um, but what's wonderful about it is that oh, it's a story about, okay, so it's basically selling the wonderfulness of of tablets and FaceTime that you can connect with your family across across the seas. Um but the reason why it connects, and you were talking about the amygdala, the reason why it connects with people is most people, except included, have a, a positive idea of grandmas. You know, the, a positive thought. Um, and so what you're yeah. doing is you're conjuring in that person's brain the little bit that says, grandmas, oh, yeah, I know them. They're, they're wonderful. They do a cup of tea, you know, and all that. And, that, and, and it's lovely. And you're firing those bits and what's into a great... With gr- the great power to, uh, comes re- great responsibility because if you've got the the power to create those reactions in someone else's brain and to start firing those those happiness thoughts in a connected sense to what you're trying to sell them, the idea of a FaceTime, it's a, re- it's a responsibility that you shouldn't take lightly because you can literally yeah. change people's brains on what yeah. they're doing just by the story that you're telling. And so you can work some of those yeah. powers into your business print presentations. Um, but <laughs> do it right and it works well. You know the thing that most people forget? Yeah. Do it wrong what? and you'll do yourself a disservice because you're accidentally turning them off the thing that you're trying to tell them. Because unbeknownst to yeah. you, you've somehow connected the story that or the the thing that you're presenting with an unhappy memory that they've got. And then suddenly all of that your okay. hard work is wasted. So get yeah, it right. Yeah. But also don't get it wrong.
0: Yeah, and do you know what, just as you were saying that, I was just thinking that there's these terms going around that you hear greenwashing. Oh, yes. uh, sports washing. And sports, I wonder sports, if there's almost I mean, you can sports, sports in the washing is it.
1: after football. I don't know what. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've not heard sports yeah, the idea that um, uh, that that governments are boosting their image by buying sports clubs and being very active in sports. Really?
1: Okay. Um, well, there, so well there we go. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's quite in the mm. in the sports world quite topical at the moment. And then this idea, and I think I see it in advertising. All the all the same, it is emotion washing. You know, where mm. the advert these days is of creating. FaceTime with your grandma yes you know well actually the product is is cluster bombs and napalm do do you know what I mean but they're actually sort of going you know oh aren't we lovely here we are with grandma emotion watching emotion watching but product really and brand behind that is cluster bombs and whatever whatever thing thing it might be
1: well the world of marketing has been full of very much very much an understanding of um messaging and how to how to create different reactions in people, but I think so often in pre-sales, is yeah. um, sort of the area that I focus in, um, it's not as remembered as often. We think that there's this lovely shiny polished yeah. marketing marketing flow, and leads come in, and they're coming in on a wave of positivity, uh, hopefully, um. You need to make sure that that positivity continues. But what's really nice is that pre-sales people, historically, have been the most authentic of people because they they use the product, and in fact, in many cases, have been in industry and used the product or one similar to it. So there's that very authentic voice. Yeah. Um, but it needs to um, still be crafted, uh, not rather than just. Yeah. Hey, you're you've used the software before, just get on the phone with a customer. Sure, but think about it. Yeah. Mm.
0: So we've got this idea then, stories are uh taking a bit of your credibility mm-hmm. a bit of logic mm-hmm. and a bit of emotion yeah. fusing it together into a bit of a bit of a structure mm. it's not about cinderella once upon a time but it is perhaps setting the technology and the product and the solution in the context of something that's emotionally engaging for people yes um so so that's i guess what we've thought about as stories now Another concept that you, I know a big fan of, and I've heard you talk about before, is this idea of story arcs. I wonder if we could maybe start mm. to introduce what, what that concept is and, and how we can start to think about that as well.
1: Very much so, yes. And um, so we, so, yes, so we've got the concept of we need to craft a story. And there's many things that happen in stories. Let's think. Of, let's look at a few of them. So, firstly, you would have the protagonist. Okay. The person uh, who okay. the movie opens with. We learn a lot about that person. You can tell, because we're looking at their backstory, that they're going to be part of the movie, for, hopefully, for quite a while. Whereas, someone who walks in and we don't yep. know, we're not given their name. Uh, a bit like uh, an old Star Trek reference. Ensign, come down to the planet with us. He's like, well, I don't have a name. I'm obviously the guy that's you know, that's going to not come back. <laughs> so there's the protagonist. Uh, there is then, uh, they do a thing, so they, maybe they go on a journey, or they need to get um, achieve something. Um, and you build up some positivity about that. But then, oh, some drama comes. You know, this is the point in the movie where everything's been going slightly too well, um uh, then something bad happens or could happen or is about to happen and if it's about to happen you can build in some tension is it going to get solved okay. are they going to make it to mordor um and you build up that tension to the point where the thing in the in the listeners or the readers mind that they want most is release from that tension and then comes in the hero riding over the hill on the horse. Da-da-da! Come to save, save the day. And of course, then that releases the tension. Everybody's happy. Now, there is a shape that you can plot against that, but we feel, but uh, it's okay. called the, um, the Cinderella story arc. But let me tell you why we, it's an arc. So a few years ago, there was a project that took all of the Project Gutenberg books. Now, this is where thousands of books were being digitized. Um, What they could do with that digital data then, so it took 18,000 books, um, is, um, sorry, 51,000 books. 18,500 of them were fiction books. So then they took the fiction books, and they used some incredibly uh, complex algorithms to look at the sentiment analysis of All of the different words and the sentences within those books. And they worked out. There were only six story arcs in all of those books. They could all be categorised into one of six arcs. And you got the rags to riches stories. Sad person. So the protagonist that we've fallen in love with, they're... Down in the dumps, they don't perhaps have the things that they would want to. And then they build up and it, they work hard and they get to the end and it's fantastic. And that's the rags to riches. Okay. There's tragedy. Well, there's some very famous tragedies and they are, I'm sure, very good stories. Um, but they end <laughs> not in the best of places. Uh, there's <laughs> man in a hole, so which is, you, Something great's happening, then something bad happens. But, you know, it, figured, it turns out okay in the end. Uh, Icarus, now the story of Icarus is where he's in prison w- w- with his father, sad. Um, they build some wings out of feathers and w- and wax and they fly and he manages to escape. And his father says, don't fly too close to the sun, son, because if you do, the wax will melt and you will fall ultimately into the sea of course he flies too close to the sun the wax melts and he falls into the sea so that is a bad place yes he's escaped and then crash now as we're going through these think when i'm presenting do i i don't want the end of the meeting to be in the sea i want the end of the meeting to be up to a good place so the next one, okay. is Cinderella. It's a little bit like it does end up in a good place, but instead of just going there immediately, it, it it starts off. Cinderella wants to go to the ball. We fall in love with her. Oh yes, we we we're on her side. She gets to go to the ball, but then midnight comes. She has she has to go back. She loses her slipper. You know, it's it's a, it's really sad. Will that will the prince find her? and then of course he does and then happily ever after so that's got uh the tension it's got the it's got the hero it's got um the happy ending but there's also fall and rise which is um it's great it gets worse uh, sorry rise fall rise yes yeah, so it 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 goes uh it's pretty bad it gets better and then it gets worse again so out of all of those Let's discount the ones that don't work. We don't want to end up in the sea, so we need to have only the ones that end well. And the best one is Cinderella. And you can apply this to your business. So you can think about, instead of uh, the Cinderella story, you can think about perhaps um, Santa Claus Um, uh, trying to get all of the uh, stock out of his warehouse to the customers. So there's a Christmas rush. Lots of people want presents. Brilliant. Okay, uh, but the baddie comes, which is it's a messy warehouse. Unhappy staff. Oh, no. What's going to happen? Increase intention as more orders start flowing in. Is it going to happen? And then the hero comes in. It's your enterprise warehouse management software. Yes. With that, you can organize your warehouse, get all of the deliveries out on time. And then Christmas is saved. Let's take all fantasy away from this now and just think absolute business. yep, the situation is so let's take a finance finance you say you're selling a piece of finance software you, The situation is um you can't accurately forecast what your what your finances are going to be over the next year with any degree of of certainty because you don't trust the data that you have. But it's really important to you. And so we want to really help you. So we've got a, the protagonist, the per, the main person in the story. We want to help you. But the baddie con- comes along, it's end of year. We need to do the financial report. What are we going to do about this? And the tension is, of course, time-based. So the closer it gets, the more you have to re- produce the reports you can click the button but is then are the numbers that you produce actually what you need them to be do you trust them is your data accurate and then of course the hero as pre-sales we make the customer the hero by putting them in the position of the people that have made the decision to increase the accuracy of their data perhaps instead of man, manual Entry tasks you've created some integrations that means the data can flow through with no manual errors Suddenly then they've been the hero and the Happily ever after is the fact that because of the correct the accurate data integrations The forecasts that the finance team are able to put towards put to the board and to the um, the public reports They can trust them and they know that they're accurate and so they can actually build a stable business on that um that's exactly the same story arc as cinderella but talked about finance and data yeah, integration okay. um, another passion of mine for another yeah
0: yeah 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 and and i think i think it's really interesting isn't it because uh, storytelling doesn't have to be twee and and fairy tales no. and and cliche what you're taking is is some of those like you say, 18,000 books, you know, the, these are the themes. And then mm. you can set that in that setting, you know, so whether that be funds, whether that be, you know, p- pitching to uh, the, the, the the public sector, you know, NHS, you know, so say, for example, you were trying to uh, get a an NHS department to come and be transformed by your, you know, your organisation wants to, 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 you know, transform uh, an NHS sector. And quite often the sorts of things that you might see in that is people saying, we're going to make you more secure, more scalable, uh, support your end users. And you can literally insert any tech company here and any product here. And And quite often I've heard that kind of ba- ness. Whereas if you start to then maybe take that and put that about a story about um, a midwife that is struggling with a backlog of patients because... The Wi-Fi is awful, and the app keeps crashing, and you know, and so the tragedy hmm. that's going on there, you can start to make this like a real story that's not twee, that that isn't a fairy tale, and it's about actually, real people. Uh, that's it. It's about real yeah. people with real emotional connection. And and then the fact that the hero is, of course we all want that fixed. You know, of course everybody wants, you know, we want the hero, we want the product, we want the thing. But there's we an do. emotional connection to make that happen. Yeah. Now we've talked a lot about Fascinating how about
1: creating the right story. I mentioned before about creating yeah. the wrong effect by not thinking about doing this. So I've seen lots okay. of presentations where... The customer has asked for a bunch of things—a shopping list of dreams, perhaps. But um, they've asked okay. to see in the agenda, maybe ten things. So you, uh, as uh, so you go back to your team and you go, okay. So we need to we need to present these ten things, and we look through the list and we go, oh, well, three of those we're not very confident about. Uh, two of them aren't even set up in our demo system. Um, so people start the meeting off. And they thought, well, we'll we'll, we'll go with a bang. We'll show them all the good stuff, and then and then once they've once they've seen that, maybe maybe they'll forget about the stuff that we don't want to see. <laughs> well, the, 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 we don't, don't we don't want to show, because you you naturally want to show the things that are great. Now, we'll start off with the beautiful dashboard. Well, yeah. remember the story arc. You're heading up uphill, right? So we're heading towards some good things. Unless you can maintain that the trajectory of the meeting from the status quo, where it is at the moment, to dreamland, unless you can maintain that upwards trajectory through the whole meeting, at some point you will need to disappoint these people. Now, there's a whole other thing about the speed of trust, whereas if you just say yes to everyone, they'll not believe you. You need to add in some no's along the way so that they will believe you. That's another thing. But you're going to have to fit them in somewhere. If you fit them in at the end, you will leave these people in the sea because they'll have been buoyed by the stuff at the start. But the thing they'll remember at the end is, yeah, well, that was that one that couldn't do those things. You've not got had any, any opportunity to turn their smile or turn their frown upside down. Um, so my advice is use the things that are no as the baddie. That adds adds some tension. Be a realist. That's the lovely thing about pre-sales. You 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 can be that authentic self. Say, I know you wanted to see ten things in this demo. We have pre- we've prepared um, seven of them. Three of them we can't show you today, but we do have this extra collateral, and we've got a video of someone that that recorded it. It's not currently set up in our system. So you can show them the really good stuff. Say, okay, so this is where we would have shown these other parts. We're going to send that through to you. Is that okay? Check it. You're going to disappoint them. But you've got a chance to bring that up again by making them yeah. the hero because you can say, "What well, we couldn't show them, but they really do work. We're going to send that to you. Make them the hero of sorting it all um, And then put some great stuff at the end. Some wonderful, easy after call to actions at the end. Leave them uh, with a smile on their face. Um, And please don't forget that. Because if you don't do that last bit, you've just left them in the sea again.
0: Yeah. And I really like what you said there about, you know, you've got to say no a little bit to, oh, sure. to, to build some trust if, mm. you, if, if you just if you just keep saying yes. And you, you can imagine, like, if we take it back to the storytelling, if you were to go to a film where it just starts off and goes, you know, like a, a gradient, a linear gradient, up, 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 yes. up, up, up. By the end, I reckon everyone would be knackered. You, you can't take that level of, like, enthusiasm and that level of, of joy all the way through. So actually, mm. saying the no and thinking about that story arc and saying, we well, need to put some conflict in there we need to put some dips Yeah. so this is where we're going to talk about the things we can't do the things that the challenge the extra conflicts Mm. they've got and getting them up at the end uh really important almost like a rock concert you could also think of it like that you know you you don't don't finish on your your downer song
1: (laughs) (laughs) well yes well um the dips don't have to be stuff that you can't do as well it could just be things they can't do yeah or things which are Completely solvable, so add three things that you can't do uh and then a few things that they want to do, but can only do with your help then you're then then you're working with them there's lots of ways, and if you look at a movie story arc, it goes up and down and up and down, there's lots of different characters, and they've all got their own di- own story arcs, but it is it is crafted the the best movies it is crafted very intentionally. Um, to yeah. elicit yeah. that that tension in you, and then the release, and then are they going to make it? Um, you know, think about um, Oh, now it's gone out of my brain. Um, the one where he says, where it says this oh, Mission Impossible. There's so much tension, right, in Mission Impossible. Is he going to fall off the building? well that's not the end of the movie that no he he manages to get to get off and, and the movie continues but that rise in tension and and then release um it's a psychological thing it helps people and if you make the customer the hero through the use of whatever it is you're you're selling um you're just reinforcing how much of a hero the customer would feel if they went with the way that you're suggesting
0: yeah, now now we we're, we're zipping through time. I can't I can't believe it. But 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 one of the things I just wanted to kind of think think about was um you spend a lot of time thinking about I guess story automation, demo automation, so uh, scalable ways to to showcase your product, showcase your solution or, or, or off to customers. How do, if you're if people are starting to think about right. I want to kind of automate and record and get some of these sorts of things. How do you take these concepts and apply them to either video on demand type stuff or demo on demand or, or those type of solutions?
1: So I find this fascinating. It's because, because what you're in, what you're doing is crafting stories for people who are listening whilst you're not there. And the yeah. message you're, that you're crafting is not. We have a product. It does what you need. Each of those, each of the stakeholders within that organisation, whether they're the main champion that's already bought already bought in, or, or maybe the CFO that doesn't understand uh, how you're going to fit this this into their budget, or the purchasing team who wants to to understand whether or not you've done your due, due diligence. They're all at different stages of their learning journey about your your solution. And of course, your solution is part of the project that that person or team is running. So, if they're all at different stages and they have different purposes, the stories that you must tell um, need to work in different ways. So, if if they're quite near at the start of their learning journey, then it's very value-based messaging. You don't want to read the read the manual about sorry okay so i'm going to click on setup and i go go down to these bits and i can type this in they don't need that they want to set, they want sort of a higher level value based messaging about what it how doing anything to do with this project might help their business and as you move through deeper understanding and and as you move through that buying journey it changes from being just based on uh on more generic value messages it then moves when they're in the learning part. It needs to be about your product more and about how it actually works still in relation to those value points. And then maybe they are looking for some very specific things. They're quite near the end of the buying journey. They uh, they know the product. They know what it can do. But they've seen something about integrations. And does it have. Um. Does it have web hooks and and, and if so, which ones? So they need something that's incredibly detailed and that doesn't have to persuade them that integrations are good. You were looking for information and detail here. So with regards to demo automation, when someone says, oh, how should we automate a demo? The difference is that that, that when it's not live, someone can't can't stop you and say, can you actually show me that specific bit? I've just got a question about in there. That's not happening. People are watching these on their own. They're tailoring their journey depending on what they want to see and what they want to see changes. So you have to create content that can match those different parts of the story as they're moving through. Tension works yeah. just as well. The story arc works just as well. Just at the point where someone's come to the website, they've gone, gone through marketing, they they can see all of the wonderful benefits. Sure, okay, well, I'll, I'll get in touch with the company. Then as you start to build that relationship, the idea is you want to shorten sales cycles a little. And so adding a little bit of tension in, like the, the, the previous example about um, trusting the annual reports and the ability to forecast accurately. What if you're getting nearer to the end of your financial year? You're going to have to build these reports and you might want to start the new financial year with the new system. So, build in a bit of tension there. About the, if you're creating an automated demo, then it's about the speed of change and the ability to make impact. Um, yeah. So it works in exactly the same way. Closing demos, closing demo is a is a confidence builder. It doesn't open up to. Have you thought about exploring this whole array of other features? Because if you do that, the sales cycle lengthens, the project might expand, and that's lovely, but it might never happen then. So a closing demo yeah. is an automated demo that happens near the end of the sales cycle, where it perhaps provides customer references. Maybe it provides a way for, perhaps it's a customized one, where you've taken all of the value drivers that that business needs specifically, and built them in into a demo that addresses those specific things so if anyone comes along at the end of the uh, project and start say they get a new a new financial director and they say well we'd like to check all of the stuff you can say here's here's the closing demo this is all of this is a replay of all of the discovery sessions that that we've had these are all the points that we meet this is how to get it done in the time um and these are some customers that we've done it for before now, that's a wonderful thing, but Brilliant. you wouldn't do that at the start of the sound cycle.
0: No. Mm. Really interesting. I'm just thinking that through in my mind. Yeah, really really fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, really I like the idea that this, this ancient <laughs> approach is playing through, right through... Uh, <laughs> You yeah. know working with customers today and, and automation of, of how we do that with customers today um, do you know what mark we we have zipped through time we have run out of time um so i just I just wanted to wrap up really hmm. from from your perspective, what would be the the key takeaways that you'd like to leave our listeners with today
1: So the most important things that you need to know about storytelling are remember what Aristotle said and many others after that you need yeah. 10% ethos and so that's credibility tell them why they should listen um and that doesn't have to be at the start of the presentation you could have already sent that get everyone on board beforehand that's okay 25% logic or data facts irrefutable facts upon which your arguments can hang then you're all agreeing it's not an opinion whether or not these are true and then 65% ethos so the the Appealing to emotion. So 10%, 25%, 65%. That's the first thing. And the second thing is that when you're creating your stories, you're crafting your stories, make sure that the flow of your presentation starts with with one place. Help them fall in love with the situation. Show them the possibility of greatness. Cause enough tension in the room. Make it a bit painful. That this might not happen. The greatness might not come. But with us, you can be the hero, make them the hero that saves the day. And so they don't end up like Icarus in the sea. They end up like Cinderella uh, marrying the prince and living happily ever after. Amazing. Enjoy it. um, Enjoy it. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy doing all of this stuff. Don't get it wrong because you can very accidentally uh, screw up an amazing presentation uh by cra- accidentally crafting a storyline that puts the bad things at the end and depressing everyone um as as the uh as the abiding memory when they leave
0: yeah Love it. And, you know, just, I guess, to, to finish on that high from this podcast, thinking about the story arc of the podcast, yes. let's let's not finish there. So so some really, <laughs> really valuable practical techniques that we've got there mm. that we can use to influence people, to drive change, um, to, to, to be more successful, actually. And it is really important even though we live in a rational technical logical world that's the industry we're in there is still all of that room 65% room for all of mm. the emotion to bring that alive and to take people with us uh, on the journey now just finally if um, people have loved this this conversation and want to get in touch with you in the internet lands what's the best way for people to find you
1: so they can go to linkedin uh, they can find me mark uh, they can find me on uh, mark.technology which is my website. Uh, they just type in mark.technology okay. into the URL. They can message me at consensus, uh, mark.green at goconsensus.com. And um, I'm more than happy to chat about any of these things um, or anything else that they would wish.
0: Well, I think the last thing to say is to to say... Well, thank you so much for all of your time, uh, all of your energy, the great advice you've got, the context you've said it. In. It's been a really great conversation. So, thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Well, thank you very much indeed, Ben. Really look forward to seeing it come out. Really looking forward to seeing where the podcast goes. It's it's absolutely fascinating. Like I said right at the start. You've got some amazing uh, guests on the podcast, some amazing concepts and ideas. And um, uh, it's, it's great to see how big it's growing as
0: well. So thank you so much for having me on. Well, there we go. Thanks for listening. Remember, if the podcast isn't enough for you and you want weekly tips delivered straight to your inbox, sign up for the Elevated You newsletter head over to www.elevatedu.live twhs to sign up oh and can you do me a favor could you subscribe to the podcast and rate the show it really helps spread the word